thank you for tuning into your voice, your power. I know that my voice sounds really strange and not Anika's. I'm Dillis Victoria. I'm actually hosting on her behalf today. Anika is not feeling well, so I'll make sure that I'll do her justice on her platform today. Today, we're going to be discussing about forgiveness, which is a very, very deep topic that some people like to talk about, others don't. But uh, my panel of amazing, beautiful, powerful, authentic, beautiful women will be sharing with us um, what forgiveness means to them and just experiences of, about forgiveness. So um, I'd like to introduce to you April, Susan, and Monica. I'll uh, let April go first to introduce who she is and what she does. Hello, everybody. I'm April St. John. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist and licensed professional counselor and I own a group private practice here in the state of Virginia. Awesome. Hi, everybody. I'm Susan Greif. I am in Bergen County near uh, New York City, and I am a speaker, author, owner of Artman's Hearts. I am a creative transformational expert, healing arts professional. I use the art as a way of seeing what keeps people feeling powerless, panicked, powerless, and in pain, and I propel them to a happy and healthy lifestyle with the mended heart. That's awesome. Thank you. Well, hello. Good morning, afternoon, and all the above. My name is Monica, <laughs> and I'm Monica the Coach, and I serve men and women um, stepping into their greatness through creating boundaries for success. If you don't create them for yourself, someone else will. So Girl, about it. that's, that's where we're going to jump off today <laughs> with forgiveness. I think after that statement, we're going to need a drink up in here. No. <laughs> Anywho, ladies, let's, let's start on the topic of forgiveness. What does forgiveness mean to you? And have you, what is your experience on forgiveness? I guess I can start. Um, this is Susan speaking. Um, forgiveness is the ability to let go of the anger, the frustration, the resentment we have held in our hearts for too long. Um, it's about forgiving others so that we can feel at peace, um, accepting others for who they are, empathizing, understanding them, and letting go. Um, I, for instance, I have... I've had a client, and of course, I use drawing, you know, as a way of people to see what the issues are. This client, she was, you know, very upset with her mother, so we had her do a drawing of her family. And in this drawing, she had drawn herself inside this shower, um, and she was fully clothed. She was five years old. The picture is about her drawing is about her five years old. She's fully clothed dressed in the, sh in the shower, and her mother would have these piercing eyes staring at her, and she tells me a story of, like, she could never shower alone without her mother watching her. And, you know, she's such anger, like, what was wrong with my mother? I couldn't do anything. You know, everything was anger. She, her mother was so angry and frustrated. So I asked her about her mother's childhood and what was her story. And it turned out her mother was actually in Auschwitz during World War II. And I said, what was her job? And all of a sudden she had this aha moment. It's like, oh my God, my mother was the one that had to clean out the showers, you know, quote unquote showers, which were really, you know, gas chambers. And, you know, and then we had to understand where her mother came from. Like, what was that story? Why did, uh, you know, what was her issue there? And why was she needed to 
you know, watch her daughter is because that fear, that post-trauma that she had of the showers and equating with death. So she needed to keep an eye on her daughter, make sure she survives, she's safe. So after a while, she learned to understand her mother, learned to empathize and forgive her to the point where she, you know, she loved her mother and she wanted to name her granddaughter after her mother to, to keep on the memory. So that's something that's about forgiving, you know, letting go of the anger and all you need is that aha moment to realize like, wow, like why do people react in a certain way? And it has nothing to do with us. It really has to do with them and their experiences and how they mirror things in life. Absolutely. Susan, I completely, I completely agree. Um, this is April. Two things you said that I found extremely powerful that I am going to piggyback on because I find it to be completely true and, and factual is the resentment and being able to let go. And when we think about the pathology of forgiveness, meaning the cause and effect of a maladaptive disorder or maladaptive disease or what have you, what's the cause and the effect? And you just said that. Knowing the pathology, knowing the nexus to where the pain point began is the power we need. And then when you said the word resentment, I really love the word resentment because I think it's a very powerful illustration. If we use the, reword, the root word resent, R-E-S-E-N-T, that means we're constantly in a cyclical pattern of rescinding Ooh. our feelings, vibrations, emotions, and energies. And so when someone walks in the room, or even if they don't walk in the room, they take up cognitive space in our brains, and we're constantly rescinding, rescinding. And the other person maybe is completely oblivious, but that's weakening our soul, our spirit, our walk on this earth. And so I agree with you fully, Susan, that understanding and knowing when it comes to forgiveness, number one, it's not about just letting go. It is understanding the pathology, or as you said, um, the, the reasons why, the nexus, as well as understanding what are you truly sending back and forth, back and forth. We have to understand who we are in the unforgiveness. Yeah, I love the idea of resend. Thank you. I'm going I'm to piggyback on that one day. <laughs> no, I've already stolen from you, um, transformational <laughs> expert. Thank you, Susan. <laughs> Or I have one better, transformational enthusiast. Oh, I like that. I may even use that. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. Well, I know that the, the people, I mean, this is Monica, the coach, jumping in here to get my caboose onto what y'all have been saying. Um, you know, I, oftentimes I work with my clients and uh, having a hard time forgiving someone for whatever reasons, many reasons. Uh, we often go to the, to the self. What are the three things that you can forgive yourself for? And I do the same work. I can't ask my clients to do the work that I'm not working on as well. So I found it to be super powerful in the discussions that we have in the conversations. Uh, and what are the three things? And usually there's a lot of silence after that, and a lot of pause. And it opens the door for empathy, you're saying, Susan, and uh, uh, you know, in, in April, what you were talking about, um, word resentment, it just sort of opens that gate to see a bigger mm -hmm. picture um, from a, well, more like an adult point of view versus this inner child point of view. And I find that if you don't connect the dots and realize who's the adult in the situation and who's the child making the decisions in terms of forgiveness, it speeds up the, the process. So I, I found it super helpful. I was just um, discussing with April and Susan um, about forgiveness for me where I had to release like hurt and anger towards my family when I came out, especially with my grandmother. And um, 
you know, I did the whole forgiveness thing with her before she passed, just so I know how much I love her. And I came from a space of compassion as opposed to a space of anger. And coming back to you when you were talking about the, you know, the child versus the adult, when I went to Belize to bury her, I was observant of my family. And I realized that a lot of them, including my mom and my uncles and my aunties, they all are just living life as little people in grown people bodies. So that word forgiveness is just like not something that they they want to 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 practice doing. They don't want to accept it, and it's just like a condition thing. So for me, that was like a wake up call for me, an aha moment to say, well, damn, like in my life, I have to make sure I practice the art of forgiveness, self forgiveness, as well as with other people. And like you were saying, Susan, to just accept people for for who they are, where they are, because I don't know if I can could have survived a day in my mom's shoes or aunts or uncles or grandma, or whatever, depending on what it is that they've been through. And that great example you gave of the woman and her mom, like that's, that's something that's deep and, and traumatic. So you just never know. So right. that's great. I think also there's, um, you know, for me, I, I don't really want to open up too much about this, but I had um, in, like this, issue with this other woman about two years ago and she was coming hard at me and doing things that I don't know why it's like she took up too much space in my head like what is this with this woman why is she like in my head space creating anxiety and anger for me and then I decided to just you know what to do a meditation on this you know this is about you know your you know your 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 it's your so it's your um hello it's your um sacral chakra it's like you're stuck your anger and what is it and i had to go figure out my relationship what creates this anger with this person and then it just hit me oh my god she is mirroring something i really hated about myself that i was really angry that i was doing and it was like my wake up call it's like okay, you know, you're being like her, not your authentic self. And that's when it woke me up. It's like, wait, now I get it. And I just had to let go of her. That once I let go of that pretense I was putting up, that she mirrored me, I let it go. So if you realize when you're angry at somebody, you know, what is it about them that really is a mirror of you that you have a hard time with and you have to, it's like your shadow and, and facing your shadow and dealing with it. I Why do you feel it's so hard for people to let go of that where they're not able to forgive? I'm sorry, can you repeat your question? Why do you feel like it's so hard for people to not want to forgive? Like they want to just hold on to stuff. I think it gives them somewhat of a purpose. <laughs> I hate to say it, but something to like hold on to, to create, to continue the idea of victimhood so they can feel bad for themselves. Um, and I think that's what it is. Like, you know, we're, we look for, to be, to blame others for our victimhood. And I think that's. I would agree, Susan. And then I also want to add, you know, cause there's so many, there, there's a plethora of reasons why people would have a difficult time forgiving. Um, and I agree with what you just said. It's a uh, it's power pain. You just said that, yeah. But also, I also think it's the inability or the, the lack of muscle memory to even know how to navigate that. You didn't observe anyone in your life walking through self-awareness. And uh, 
forgiveness is the base, is the bottom, but there's so many things that to dig down to before we can get to forgiveness. We've already kind of, all of us have touched on that, myself, Susan, Monica, in regards to knowing the whys and the who's. And when you just talked about the anger you had with this other person, I like to delve into anger. I always say that anger is a gift and anger comes from four places, places using the acronym GIFT, G-I-F-T. And when we're angry, that's the face emotion, but the truth is under it is the G, feelings of guilt. Um, I would be feeling inferior or dismissed, disregarded, insignificant, um, disrespected. F is fear um, and T is trauma slash past hurts. And so if we listen to anyone's story of pain, trauma, and unforgiveness, um, usually if there's a level of anger there or a level of injustice, we're gonna find where they've been triggered. We're gonna find the pain point that they just don't know how to navigate. And once they realize, oh my God, every time I'm with this cousin or this person, or I have to talk about this topic, my inferiority is triggered. My fear of this is triggered. I feel guilty about what I did or didn't do. Then we can get to the base. So I think that's really brilliant, Susan, that there's a huge connection between unforgiveness and un, um, misallocated anger. Is that a book, April? No, that's just something I teach. There you go. There you go. It's brilliant. I mean, thank you. That's that. That's I love the fun. gift. Absolutely. I love the acronym. Thank you. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, I, I find. I'm like, so go ahead. I was just going to say that um, I, I I agree with the, what you were saying hundred percent, and I love that idea of the word gift, as you were saying, Susan, as well. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Um, I know personally, four years ago, I lost my mom, and we had a hard relationship. It was not an easy time growing up as a child. We just we just we just butted heads. And I had a, a close family friend who was like another mother to me, who at the very end be, betrayed our, our relationship through some, through some money. Money's a funny thing, isn't it? When people pass, Girl. all of a sudden it become, it, it gets, you know, it has more leverage for whatever reason it never had before. So, man, for four years, I was, I mean, just in the last six months, I was able to release it because I was holding on to it because it gave me, if I let that go, then I let go of my mom. I let go of her. I just wasn't ready to. And then I realized, well, how do you, how you, how do you talk to that little person as we spoke in the, and the big person in charge? Mm -hmm. And if you, it's one another level of grief of letting it go in terms of forgiving and realizing that it's okay to let that go. It doesn't mean you have, you have to let go any of your memories of your mom or even mm -hmm. that woman that you feel betrayed by that was your, you know, quote unquote other mother. So um, just to, just to sort of tag team what we're speaking on today is there's so many levels, mm -hmm. how deep and how wide you go with terms of, yes. of, of forgiveness and grief and what, how that sort of is married together. Mm -hmm. it's, it's right. It is definitely so many levels of forgiveness. You have forgiveness with parents and forgiveness with relationships with, you know, spouses, friends, um, siblings. It, it's just different levels of it. I think for me, the forgiveness level of parents is, is like a huge one. Forgiveness of self, I've come a long way with it, but forgiveness, especially with, because me and Monica have had this conversation with our moms. <laughs> and it was just like, me and my mom, we butt heads all the time. And it comes to a point that it, I've noticed with myself that I have a lot of her qualities and some yeah. of her qualities I don't have. And then I'm very outspoken and she doesn't like that about me. So sometimes she doesn't know how to deal with me. 
you know and so it's just really hard for us to, to kind of like mesh and come to like some type of solid ground and agreement and one day I asked a question I'm like how do I treat you and she just kept on dancing around the subject dancing I'm like all right I guess I'm never gonna get that answer she's like well as long as you're happy and healthy dear that's all I worry about I'm like that's not the damn question <laughs> So it's it's that back and forthness and talking to Monica, it shed a lot of light on the word forgiveness around my mom, especially with her losing her mom. I'm like, geez, like I wouldn't want to even imagine what that feels like. It's inevitable. It's going to happen to everyone. But just to go through that process and continue with the relationship, how it is, it's, it's really, really hard. So that subject is touchy for me where forgiveness is concerned. Absolutely. Right. And, and also part of the forgiveness, of course, is besides understanding and empathy is acceptance, you know, and once we learn to accept things the way they are and that we can't change it, I mean, that is a great emotional relief. I mean, we deal with parents, let's just say, who have grew up differently than we did, have different belief systems. Uh, we have to like believe in the ancestral trauma of, you know, what our ancestors went through and it was carried on. Now we know about the epigenetics and how it, our DNA is able to be changed and passed on. And uh, as long as, you know, if the negative can, environment can affect us negatively, the positive environment can affect us positively. And we talk about the root chakras, about our beliefs and our fears and our thoughts and, you know, and traditions. And, you know, like, like you said, Dillis, is that, you know, you had a hard time with your grandmother accepting you. But you have to also understand where she comes from. I don't know if it was, she was very Catholic, you know, in that whole, I don't know if she was or not, but, you know, for her, her belief was that it's not acceptable and you have to accept and value her belief for herself and that, and that she was true to herself and not necessarily, you know, uh, understanding of what you're going through and accepting, so. Yeah. And it comes to a point sometimes I feel like with family members, I literally have to agree to disagree and keep it pushing. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, this was good. Anyone has anything else to add to forgiveness or giving examples of self-forgiveness or um, forgiveness of, you know, any kind that they've been through? You know, um, we talked a bit about forgiving self and I actually... Uh, I think Monica talked about that self-forgiveness. I think it's a really powerful thing, but it's a bit of a conundrum for me as I work through this. It's two sides to a coin. On one side, uh, we need to forgive ourselves. We need to be able to, uh, Lisa Nichols, one of the best motivational speakers out there. I don't know if you guys have heard of Lisa Nichols. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, if I could eat her for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I'd tell you. I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. <laughs> snacking. <laughs> You're snacking. April snacking. I just think she is like nutrition for the soul. And so she, yes, she doesn't is. exercise. Oh my goodness, Dillis. She doesn't exercise um, where she repeats three things to herself. I don't know if you guys have heard her talk about this. She talks about it often where she says three sentences, seven different ways. And the first is she says, you know, for me, April, I forgive you for. And then she finishes that seven ways. Mm -hmm. Then she says, uh, I, then I, um, I am proud for you that seven different things. And then I commit to you that. So that's a very powerful exercise. I agree with you, Monica, we must, the child, the adult, what we ask of our patients and clients do it ourselves. But on the other hand, I have maybe a controversial look at it, um, a different school of thought. Now, I am a, uh, an, am a biblical believer, a Christian believer, but I work with any and everyone. And so, but I wanna just posit here, 
in the, I don't know, I need to check the Quran in other places, but in the Holy Bible, there is absolutely nowhere in there that speaks of forgiving self. And I would love to talk to other faiths, you know, whether it be from the Torah, what have you. And I wonder, there is a concept that I think the human spirit could care less where we have messed up and that we are fallible and human and, and on this earth, the human spirit just says, ah, that's what we went through. This is how we evolve, learn, grow, adjust and be nimble. And what is next? What is our next mandate? What's the command? Where do we move? I think it's a trick that we do to ourselves that we feel as though we have to stop and do this self-forgiveness. Of course, I believe in honoring, paying attention, doing your own moral inventory, taking care like, oh, I did that wrong. I did this right. Let me think about it. But there's also a level of maturation in regards to, I did that, that was done to me. How does my human spirit move forward from here? What is my command? Who am I called to? So it's kind of a bit of a, a back and forth with that. I think getting trapped in one or the other can be a hindrance, but walking with a balance of understanding where I'm broken, but also that's my issue. What's my soul need? What's my human spirit need to do on the earth? So that's kind of an opposite side of it. Mm. I love that. What does my soul need? I love that. That's yeah. Okay, I'm gonna jot that down. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, April, you have a book ready. All the <laughs> so, and if I may share really quickly, I am newly divorced. I mentioned from a 22-year marriage that was filled with verbal, emotional, physical, and financial abuse. Mm-hmm. The first eight years were hellaciously horrific. And after that, after my son was about seven or eight, um, things minimized. And so there was no more physical and uh, verbal abuse. And then he just cheated for the remainder of the years. And I kind of white knuckled it. I was a stay-at-home mom and I wanted to continue to drive my nice vehicle, not work. And I call it dancing in underestimation. He underestimated me. And so I was able to get all my degrees, all my licenses, build myself, do my internal work on his dime. (laughs) And I was very pragmatic in plotting. Once I launched my babies, I'm going to go buy a house. I'm going to leave him. Um, however, I sustained physical injuries that I still deal with today. Now, I'm not old, but I'm older. And when it rains, I still feel the pain of the arthritic pain in my foot that he ran over with a car many years ago. Mm. I've had to work on not just forgiving him, forgiving me for allowing a man to treat me that way. Even though I would do it all over again, I made a very practical decision. He's not hitting and calling me names anymore. And my children are older. And so he's just distracted. He's off doing his other thing. Thank God. I sacrificed for my babies and, and put myself on hold until I launched them. And now mama's living. <laughs> mama's living. <laughs> However, I had to forgive myself for that choice. At the same time, now when it rains and my foot is on fire, I'm able to pray for him. I'm able to say, you know, bless him because he had no idea what he was doing through his own um, uh, evil intent. But in our 20s, he, so being able to forgive and move forward, it allows the soul to breathe. And who can I bless and help next? So I hate to use the word letting go because it's not that simple. I don't want to minimize wow. anyone's process. That is, I never want to do that. It takes time. But when you do finally release people from your soul, it is just a joy and a peace that is just undescribable, undescribable. So I don't know, I don't think I'm that deep. I think I'm just that broken and then that healed and I've walked it. Are you deep all right? That, no, that was, that was, that I'm was a survivor. 
Are you a th I'm sorry, you're a thriver? <laughs> a, thri a thriver? Love it, love it, love okay. it. Yeah, you know, I was trying to minimize my she-go. I can be a bit, I'm all, I want to just, but I'm, I survived a lot. Yeah, I can hoorah-rah and be girl power, right. but I just want to speak to the humility of, gosh, I'm not that deep. I just, who I lived. I lived, but I chose to live. But you know what, April, I, you know, you have to forgive your husband because think about it. A, you wouldn't have the children or child, I don't know how many kids you have today, if it wasn't for him. And two, you wouldn't be thriving today Correct. without him in your life teaching you these lessons. Yes. One, you're right. I, I'm actually grateful for all of the trauma. Two, I could do without the kids. FYI. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a boy and a girl. I tell them all the time, the less you need me, the more I love you. But <laughs> I love my babies, but I can do it without them. But no, you're right. Forgiving him was the most powerful thing. And you're right. I could not help this many people or be this authentic and congruent to myself if it wasn't for him trying to kill me at every point. You're right, Susan. Yeah. What is it? What doesn't kill you make you stronger, right? <laughs> Y'all gonna maybe go up to the fridge and, and pop a bottle open. Like, this is... <laughs> no, this is where you breathe. Okay, everybody. Breathe. And pop a bottle. And mm -hmm. pop a bottle. Or let the bottle breathe, either way. Yeah, either way. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, so forgiveness is really, really, I forgot what I was going to say earlier, but yeah, it's, um, you know, these lessons, these people are brought into our life, these toxic people are brought into our life for a reason, and we need to learn those lessons when I work with, you know, women who are like, oh, I'm in another, like, you know, relationship of a guy who's like, treats me, you know, like I'm inferior or I'm worthless, and I'm like, well, what's your lesson? You have to learn your lesson, and you have to thank the men in your life or the women in your life who who taught you these lessons but now take it and make a change you know it's it's about the lessons well they keep coming back until you do absolutely agreed agreed mm -hmm. anything else to add monica i am just happy as punch to listen to all the y'all folks different angles on forgiveness you know and and susan sort of the talk about what you just mentioned uh again, women I work with that have the same pattern repeating, it's like, well, this is a, this is a crossroads. You, do you want to choose, like, how's your forgiveness button? Because you're going to be using a lot of that <laughs> if you go this way. Right. So how can we make a quicker decision to, to not step toward that, but step toward this? So the forgiveness, I mean, yeah, it's there, but you use it less. Right. You know what I mean? It, it's still there. It's still accessible. Anytime, 24 seven. Um, but how can we create those situations where that button is not pressed so often? So wow. Whatever that means. Wait, wow. Monica, that's powerful. Mm -hmm. Did totally. I just hear you? Can I rephrase this to make sure? Tell me if I got this right. Let me. Well, you're gonna be something. writing a book, so go ahead, April. No, <laughs> no, no, Monica, that is powerful. <laughs> just, let me see if I heard you correctly. Did I just hear you say? It'd be, it'd be easier and the most effective to make good choices so you don't have to overuse your forgiveness button. If we had health on the front end, we wouldn't have to figure out how health to on the back end. Oh, health on the back end. Yeah, forgiveness. Oh, I was thinking health on the front end to know. No, yeah, no. I like how you said it. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no. No, avoid that human. If I have the intellect and the wherewithal to have a more fortified spirit, let me make the decision now so I don't have to always then be in the place of how do I forgive? Monica, that's brilliant. Forgiveness button. I love that. 
it, we're synergetically, synergetically, there's a word, together. Yeah. I can't say it, but we're doing it. Yes. So thank you. I mean, thank you so much. Uh, thank you. Uh, if I may add one more thing, because I also sometimes work with couples or mother daughters together and, you know, communicating is so important. And I think we get sometimes resentful or angry at the other person because we misunderstand what the problem is. You know, if your spouse or your friend or significant other starts spewing anger, you know, and we trigger, we get triggered and we respond and react quickly, um, you know, and it creates this vicious cycle of fighting instead of saying, wait a minute, it's not about me. Like you got your own issues here. Let's, let's stop. What are you really upset about? And, you know, if we need to stop and think about when our when our significant other or friend or parent, whoever it is, starts spewing anger, angry things at us, like, like, it's not me. It's like, we have to put this mirror up to them. It's like, this is a reflection of your stuff and I refuse to absorb it. So we can't, um, you know, so instead of getting stuck in, in reactive and response cycle of that, then you really have to say, stop, take a breath. Like, let me breathe. Let me refocus. And what is this really about? So when I work with, with couples or mothers and daughters, it's about let's understand what we're really trying to say. Let's really understand what is it that we need from each other. And they have like, you know, and then they have like, they, they all both ask something from, of each other, which women have a hard time doing. Um, this is what I need. And can you do this for the other person? And then, yes. So like the whole week, they have to work it out. So it's about understanding and listening and really, really listening, being aware. Of course, this is the one thing we talked about, the awareness. When we start processing awareness, become more in tune to what's going on and why we respond a certain way. I agree with that 100%. Great. Wholeheartedly. Well, thank you, ladies. I think we did Anika proud today. <laughs> yeah. Anika, feel better. Yes. 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 This was a brief. This is a brief podcast recording. But did anyone else feel how thick and rich this conversation was? Yeah. Absolutely. That's how to go drink. It's how thick and meaty this was. We were very efficient with the healing today. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I hope I hope somebody reaches out to any of us. We'd love to help you out, and you know, feel free to, you know. uh, So how can we get in touch with everybody? You want to go, Susan? How do we find you? Well, you can find me. My website is artmenshearts.com. That's A-R-T-M-E-N-D-S-H-E-A-R-T-S.com. You can follow me on my, uh, well, my social media on Facebook, Art Men's Hearts, on Twitter and Instagram, Art Men's Hearts, LinkedIn, Susan Greif. You can, it's G-R-E-I-F, not I-E-F, not grief, it's Greif. And, um, and email me if you need to ask me any questions, artmenshearts at gmail.com. Thank you. Great. Okay. Um, I, I own Living Anew Counseling and Consulting. So you can Google that or Google me, April St. John. The website is livinganewthought.com. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, which is living two underscore. So it's living underscore underscore anew. Facebook is Living a New Thought with April, uh, and my office number is 804-467-1488, and my secretary is just the most lovely person to talk to. (laughs) Sweet. Well, I'm Monica the Coach. 
You can find me on Instagram, on Facebook as Monica the Coach or Monica the Coach at Gmail. Or no, yeah, I don't even know my email. What's my email? <laughs> There's so many things. Let's see, Monica. <laughs> Monica at monicacoach at gmail.com. We're going to go with that one. Monica the coach <laughs> at gmail.com. I'm out there in the world. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> How do they find you? I forgot my email really quickly. It's april at livinganewllc.com. Forgot about that. Nice. Everything Dillis, D H Y L L E S. Only one on there. Done simple <laughs> <laughs> much easier <laughs> what is it again i'm sorry i didn't get it d-h-y-l-l-e-s just type in my name google facebook instagram linkedin twitter oh yeah all that okay all that nice well thank you so much ladies much 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 appreciated hope we didn't make a pro like i said and thank you for input on forgiveness it was a very very rich enlightening and powerful conversation i appreciate all of you and i'm sure anika does and um yep till next time here on your voice your power podcast i hope you guys have an amazing day thank you so much for having us bye absolutely bye bye